looks like a murdered woman reassembled by her killer. <laughs> October 19, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 119. Losing it every day in every way, I'm Abel Kirby. And running through the Daedra with a quiver full of arrows, I'm Cold Acid. Watch out, you're gonna stab yourself, Doug. Those quivers, man. What is the uh, origin of the word quiver, by the way? It sounds like something you do when you're cold. Oh, the show's already over. Ooh, wait a minute. Wow, that was quick. That's, good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little feature of the uh, remote studio rig, that it plays both jingles at once. Awesome. You'll need to you'll need to work on that. Yeah, it's all a work in progress. Yeah, on the road again, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, it was unplanned, and uh, I was not going to be on the road today, and now I am. Uh, I found out yesterday afternoon. So yeah, which um, unfortunately we... means we won't be able to do the boosts again this yep. week. Um, Especially so... with my node still down. Yeah, and I had a big problem with my node too. I tried to reinstall. I'm sorry, upgrade the version of um i think it's the uh, lightning implementation um i upgraded something i i guess it wasn't the right thing because it didn't work so i don't know we'll see uh boostergrams are forthcoming uh there's some big stuff went down uh, something doesn't work right but in order to help us get things working right i heard you open something did you get a hori yes a yes it was a horitos fruit punch a fruit punch horitos fantastic i don't know much <laughs> Ding a ling a ling. Well, I've got something special. Um, uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs in the last couple of days. Uh, some disappointments and some surprises. And uh, fortunately, I have one thing to pull out, which is a little bit of a, uh, a treat for me. I have not yet tried this, and I'm about to open it. This is psh, dun, 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 a 501 Queen Street Cider. Nice! Yeah! You're finally getting to try it, eh? Now, now I cannot describe how i have this <laughs> and so if anyone asks i don't uh but i do actually have one in my hand right now and i'm about to drink it how did you get that it's a it secret is. it's a secret shut up so no one's allowed to know but there is uh there is a uh a way that this was procured um and it is actually really good i'm gonna give it to you this is a great tasting beverage what did uh, i tell you dog what did i tell you dog wait you it's a the beautiful dog? cider Dog's my line, dog. Oh, man. Bruh, then. <laughs> bruh. What'd I tell you, bro? <laughs> bro. Oh, God. We got a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that, that just not making it into the notes. There's all kinds of things with AI, uh, AI-generated stuff. There's, uh, do you know Stable Diffusion? Have you followed that at all? Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got a few things, uh, for, for tonight's show about, uh, AI generated monstrosities. Okay, we let's group that together. I've got a little bit about uh, some audio, AI generated audio. So let's bunch that as a topic. Um, I've got a WikiHow article, which is kind of fun. We could read through that. Uh, I've got a story about cheating with fish and um, other uh, assorted news. I think we got scooped on two of my topics, so I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. But well, how about we how about we start off with. Uh... Before we go into stories, start off with the donations that we are able to mention for tonight's show. Sure. 
once again, once again, Bayern Giant is our executive producer, and he sent in two donations, one of three thirty-three USD and one of ten dollars USD. Yeah. No messages, but uh, thank you once again, Bayern Giant. You are you are beating it like a redheaded stepchild for our show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's great. I heard him boosting on Hog Story, and so I actually boosted just to say hi. Uh, though sometimes I boost because I like the show. In this case, I boosted just because I wanted to say hi to him. Uh, so uh, he's been oh, uh, how nice. He's been a fun fan to interact with. Uh, so uh, it's a, yeah, he is. So I've got uh, I've got a couple of throwaways that we can just uh, we can just get out of the way make make enough room for for the fun stuff, right? Okay. Because you know we don't like we don't like blowing our load too early in the show. You can't eat dessert first. Yeah. So let's have let's have the salad then. So tonight is episode one nineteen, and what you and I may recognize, but our listeners might not, is that one hundred nineteen is a semi prime number. I thought you were gonna go with that. Well, I was I was almost gonna lead with. It's 1019 on 119. In fact, my show notes actually say it is October 119th, if you look closely. But, uh, yeah, semi-prime. Do you want to give a definition of, uh, well, I can just describe prime numbers first, and then you can do semi-primes, or how do you want to yeah, do sure. this? Yeah, sure. That works for me. Um, so, um, when you talk about the factors of numbers, it turns out that when you have integers, you multiply together to make, uh, which is usually a larger number, <laughs> being integers and all. The um, uh, the special case, of course, is if you multiply something by one, it does not make a larger number. It makes a number of the exact same size. Um, if you multiply yeah, a number... Yeah, because one's the identity for multiplication. Yep. And if you multiply by a negative number, which you will, is a, not in the natural number set, if I remember right, it is in the integers set. Um, but if you were Correct. to do that, you'd make a larger negative number. Uh, and, and the description of whether that's a smaller number or a larger negative number is an interesting distinction you have to eventually make when you start thinking about numbers and classifications of them. Um, don't you so, just use don't you just use magnitude for that? I mean, like the you, number has a greater magnitude even if the sign is different. Right, and and so in a lot of approximations, you end up just using magnitude and phase, and you say, well, for real values, you only have two phases, right? You have zero and one eighty. But, uh, and, and, yeah, so there's, there's other ways to look at it. The idea is that if you pick a unique set um, of integers, then you can construct a new number with them by multiplying them together. And sometimes you can have repeats. And so those are called composite numbers because you're getting to that larger number by multiplying some smaller ones together. But there's some numbers that you cannot get to just by multiplying some other smaller numbers to them uh, together. And uh, those are... Referred. There's a couple more rules uh, that I won't jump into, but those are called prime numbers. That's maybe the layman's explanation, and they're interesting because they're sort of um, they're sort of basic in the in the way that you can't like multiply. Well, you say, well, if I took two and five, could I get eleven? No, it's not quite there. But if I did three and five, could I get eleven? No, it, that I can't get there either, right? So you have to um, you have to um, Put these in a separate class because you can't make them by compositing other numbers together and that's that's prime numbers and so the the list is usually start with two which is a the interesting uh only even prime number and then there's three five seven um eleven and there you can get a whole list and they become very important in other parts of math but cold acid is about to tell us what a semi-prime number is 
Yep, After a semi-prime number is a number that isn't is a composite number, but a composite of two primes and therefore having no other factors. So for example, tonight's episode 119 is a semi-prime uh, uh, that is composed of the prime numbers 7 and 17. Okay. And um... so seven seven's a prime, 17's a prime. And when you multiply them together, you get 119. But there's no other there's no other numbers that you could divide 119 by and still get an integer result. Well, I mean, besides the identity, but uh, you don't count that. Yeah, lots of weird stuff would happen if you allowed that. What's do you have any extra color? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but um, the utility of semi-primes or maybe a use case or where they're, why they're interesting besides. Oh, well, just their... one of the reasons why they're interesting, of course, is cryptography. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, is it the RSA method you use them? Yes. RSA uses square semi-primes, which are, which are semi-primes that have the additional, uh, the additional uh, qualification that they are the square of a prime number. So four is a square semi-prime, nine is a square semi-prime, but ten isn't. And um, now when I did RSA method, it was actually with pen and paper. Um, have you formally worked with any of this stuff? I know there's a lot of cryptography libraries, but whenever we talk about this stuff, I always like to brag maybe a little bit. When I took the class we did, um, it was modular modular arithmetic in a, was it a numerical methods course? It was some course I took. And anyway, uh, I just want to say this because it's kind of cool what we got as one of the quizzes near the end of the class was they actually wrote encrypted messages on the board um, as numbers and then they had the private key and the public key and you encrypted some of the messages you decrypted some of the messages and you did it with a pen and paper and you could use a you could use a normal scientific calculator too no that, i never i never did that uh so there's my bragging that sounds right? so cool though that <laughs> sounds so cool awesome. to you that was awesome and you got the secret message was like uh Joe owes me a Coke or something. It was some stupid thing, you know. It was, uh, yeah. that was good stuff. Joe owes me some more Coke. Maybe that was it. So here's another here's another interesting use of semi-primes. You know about the Arisabo message, right? When uh, I think it was SETI uh, sent out a radio message into the stars back in the 70s. Yeah, the Arecibo Space so Observatory, they, you mean? Or is this yeah, something from else? there. They sent yeah. it from there. Yeah. But anyway, the message, the message works out as a 23 by 73 pixel bitmap image. Now, both the, both of those numbers, 23 and 73, are themselves primes, making the size of this message in, in its pixels uh, 1,679, which is, once again, a semi-prime. And the idea is that the little green men out there will be uh, into number sets because they're a bunch of nerds, or that maybe that's, that's what the they're hope. thinking. Yeah, that's maybe the hope. That's maybe... the that's the hope that we hope that, they're not uh, jocks. Our man. messages. Yeah. No, here's what it is, man. We are sending messages into space to attract the attention of the nerdy aliens. But on the other hand, the problem with that is that the nerdy aliens are like way too autistic and like shy to actually deal with humans. So oh, we're man. just, you know, we're just 
sending it out there what with what with earth being like the gyaru of uh of like <laughs> lives in the universe and and we're sending it out to the we're sending it out to like the shy geeks and who are never going to reply yeah they're never going to text us back can we get the cheerleader aliens what do you have to do to get them man i would love a cheerleader alien no tentacles. Uh, no tentacles. Okay. Uh, only only safe cheers. Only. Um, do you think they're Christians? Can we get Christian approved cheers for, for the cheerleader? Aliens? Probably not. So, uh, with that, I bet that most of the aliens out there will have religious beliefs uh, quite different from our own, which may include I don't know cannibalism, um, free sex. So they're not. So they're not wearing Catholic. your kills okay. around your neck. I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe not Catholic. Protestant is what I'm getting here. <laughs> okay, could um, be. Let's see. Um, what is there more to say about number sets and series? You know, there's all kinds of little fun things where these show up. I mean, we we like to describe primes and semi primes and squares and perfect squares and all this stuff um, by uh, by talking about the properties of the numbers. But I think the really interesting thing is how they show up if you work with numbers or you work with you know scientific data you end up finding out that you know a lot of um a lot of data sets are perfect squares and so it's useful to memorize which numbers are perfect squares uh, a lot of properties for like the the fast fourier transform algorithm depends on whether you have an even or an odd number of data points or a prime number of data points you know that it determines the performance of the algorithm and stuff like that so like you're looking for a um a perfect square number of samples if you're doing an FFT. But it'll work. You still get a good answer if you do um, a, just an even number of samples. But if you do an odd number of samples, you still get an answer. But it takes longer because of the way the algorithm is written. Or worse, if you do a prime number of samples, it's like you're taking forever. So if you had like 119 samples inside a, um, inside a signal and you wanted to take an FFT, sometimes it's good just to add an extra zero. <laughs> Make it one sample longer, and uh, and and it'll converge faster. And, and so the way that you know how to do that is you just kind of recognize these numbers in the wild. It's oh, this would work better if it was a square or even or whatever. You know. But anyway, I'm just rambling about numbers now. That's a fun fact. Not everyone knows that. Everyone gets yeah. locked into FFTs. They've got to be perfect squares. Well, no, wait a minute. The air. If you have enough samples, the error rates are low, um, and you can do an odd number FFT, but it's not going to be as fast as it. Whatever. It, it's not a fast Fourier transform at that point. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a <laughs> mid-speed Fourier transform. Yes, it's a mid-speed Fourier transform. It's uh. It's like the middle gear on your gear shift. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. On the front gear on the bike. The front gear on the bike. There you go. Just don't pull the wrong handle and flip yourself over. You don't want to do that. That hurts. Yeah. So I got another throwaway that, that ties into what I was saying uh, for my introductory line this episode. There is a there is a mod for Oblivion, which which I've been playing again recently because, well, I beat Morrowind a long time ago. I beat Skyrim, but I originally had given up on Oblivion because I got bored. Oh, that so sounds like now, my career. Yeah, yeah, so now there is a mod for Oblivion that lets you order from Domino's Pizza hey! while you're in the game itself. Nice. Yeah. The Nikki's Pizza Oblivion mod. <laughs> Pizza Oblivion? Yeah. So it 
you can't state what you want. The order is the order is fixed. I believe there's a uh, there's a well. You can change what the order is by editing a Python file that is part of the mod. But otherwise, the order the order that you get when you when you order the pizza in game, you get a twelve inch thin crust pizza, eight garlic bread twists, and a bottle of fused lemon tea. It doesn't say here in this article what the toppings are. Oh boy! I um, yeah. I mean, this is this is also not the first time that uh, that video games and pizza have been tied together. There was an incident earlier this year in China, in fact, where a pizza hut in China was doing some sort of like special Genshin Impact event. Oh, and the number of people who crowded the place for led the police to control the crowd and eventually end the event earlier than expected because they because there were just so many people who wanted to who wanted to get in on this. Yeah, they have that low wide roof, but it's just not enough sometimes. Genshin Impact and Pizza Hut. I don't. I shouldn't be surprised, but it's that sounds bad. I'm not a Genshin Impact yeah. guy, you know. Um, I remember, so let me take a step back. Is this, uh, the first step into decentralized pizza scripts? Because you don't need like the Domino's pizza tracker app, which is full of lies, by the way. There is not a guy named Mario tossing your pizza when they say that it's happening. Sorry. There isn't? Mamma mia! Mamma mia! (laughs) There's a, um... It's a completely fake thing to, like, placate you while your pizza's late. Where they pretend, like, there's a whole step in that pizza tracker that says quality control. There ain't no fucking quality control. Come on, guys. I know. It's Domino's. <laughs> it's Domino's. The quality control, you know, without quality control, quality would run rampant. And that's why they have to use that so they can keep the quality of the pizza down where your expectations are when you order Domino's. They have, yeah, there's all these special things that, like, these pizza places do to keep people ordering their pizza because their pizzas crap but who cares when you can get your when you can get your video game lollies or you can get your virtual idol singing on top of the pizza box oh is this the app the vert the augmented reality app that lets the uh you look at your pizza box through your phone and there's a girl dancing on it that was removed years ago but yes that was Domino's who ah. had like the it had like the Miku Hatsune uh, yeah. AR app yes I love that. Um, they, you know, Japan has one up on everyone. They should, you should be able to get like hula girls on it. You should be able to order a girl with the pizza. Hold on, hold on. What? If you get a Hawaiian pizza, there should be a hula girl on it. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott, president of Domino's Pizza. Have you heard of Hatsune Miku? Today, I'd like to announce a new collaborative project featuring Hatsune Miku. (laughs) Domino's app featuring Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku exists in a software called Vocaloid. Yes! Vocaloid enables you to produce songs. A character named Hatsune Miku sings the songs you create. (laughs) A great feature is you can create songs as you like. I knew our talented Domino's Pizza crew could work together and create great Vocaloid songs. Vocaloid P. Eshi. Chokyoshi. Furitsukeshi. (laughs) 
everyone. No! Amazing Vocaloid songs have been created with the fantastic imagination of the crews from all over Japan. The challenge was successfully carried out, and this new collaborative app was produced. Oh, my God. This must... <laughs> okay, cold. <laughs> we must have played that. That's probably the third or fourth time we've played that commercial on, the, on this program. I love it. Every single time we play that shit, I lose it because it's so I bad. Know. What are you doing? And it couldn't even be like when... You know, when I'm in the studio, I like a pizza. That's why I order from Domino's. Like, it's not even that. Like, it's not even, look, you're a shut-in, and you make your fucking songs on the computer with your anime girls. You know, so why don't you just order a pizza so you don't have to talk to anyone, right? The, you know what the best thing about the whole thing, about this whole, like, commercial is, too? Just like, just like the guy's, like, enthusiasm <laughs> at the not- same time. Not being able to properly pronounce anything in Japanese. Yeah, it's great. I mean, this guy, this guy's whiter than me, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and that's saying something. No, this is, um, this is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm a, I've always been a fan of this stupid Domino's pizza, t- or uh, the Miku pizza tie-in. And uh, I will continue to be a fan of it. If only it was back. I did I did bring up like one dude's mission to like save save what was going on for for posterity and he actually went to like the Domino's Japan headquarters and stuff. Uh I forget which episode that was. That was some time ago. Yeah, that was but, uh, Nick uh, Robinson, was, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy. Oh, shit, we still need to talk to him. He's he's always been a cool guy. He's a podcaster. Um comedian. Um and uh, I should follow up. I wonder what the fuck he's doing now. He got, uh, uh, I don't know, he got some bad press and disappeared. But uh, I would still have him on the show. That I sucks. Think he's, I think he's great. <laughs> every time he comes up, I, wow, it's like we're on repeat. Because every time we have this sequence where we do Hatsune Miku, then we do the pizza app, and then we end up at Nick Robinson. And then I say, hey, we should get him on the show. And then we never do. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. So, uh, yeah, I think that, hold on a second. Yeah. Um, I'm going. I'm going through. I'm going through past show notes, and two episodes did come up. Uh, one of them. One of them was episode uh, which forty one blatant behavior, and that was about. That included stuff about the Noid. The Noid. Yeah. yeah. Avoid and the then noid. fifteen episode fifteen even further back. Uh, go to the drive-through. <laughs> uh, it had it turned up in the yeah. There we go. Domino's app featuring Hatsune Miku. But Man. I could swear that I actually brought up like the the saving Miku, and it's not showing up in uh, in searching through the show notes. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. I remember the story. But um, let's see. We got some other stuff to talk about uh, that we can shuttle in now uh, if you don't mind sure well we've got uh from encounter 119 uh show notes there's a couple things i wanted to mention maybe it's a good time to do the podcast just as an entremont as as the french say um all right uh, give of, us yeah. the give us the podcast on down episode two three two three 
as I say in Francais. <laughs> Titan is working. Uh, and that was on Monday. Uh, behind the Schemes, after that, had episode 120, Everywhere is Graveyard Dirt. Wow, was that the one they had? Lavish, Everywhere, I think, huh? I think Lavish did a solo show on that. I haven't... Um, I usually listen to uh, Behind the Schemes Tuesday morning is my routine, but my... Uh, for various reasons, I haven't been able to do that yet. I'm gonna have to. I'm be, everything's messed up cold, as you know. But um, yeah, the uh, behind the schemes had a little tie-in. I think they they may have brought it up on the show. Maybe they didn't. Um, BTS, the K-pop group, is gonna be serving in the military, and of course they share a what? BTS shares a TLA with behind the schemes. It does. Yeah, Lavish says he did do a solo show. I remember seeing the description while it was live, but I didn't get to listen to it all. And, uh, you know, the K-pop group is going to be doing their compulsory military service very soon, according to so NBC I know News. that I know that, like, most countries that have compulsory military service, there are outs that the government can give certain people. So, in this case... I would expect it that they would have gotten the they would have gotten the out and not have to serve. No, they they there is a possibility that they did that and they chose not to take it. So because they're uh -oh. big enough, obviously the fact that um, they're famous enough to appear in American commercials means that in South Korea they're famous enough to get the uh, the celebrity entertainer out. Uh, Maybe they're the, trying for an Elvis move. Well, that's the first thing I thought. You know, it's like well, the king's looking down. Well, that has a new meaning with BTS. The group's seven members will all fulfill the requirements to serve and not seek any further delays or special exemptions, uh, according to Big Hit Music. Um, this is reported by NBC News, which I've linked in my show notes. So the oldest guy's 29. It sounds like these guys are, you know, they're not 18 or, or 22 or anything like that. They're in their almost 30, <laughs> older 20s, and they're... They have to serve 18 to 21 months, depending on what they're doing. There are exemptions, but they've decided not to take them. And I have to say, um, I, I'm a fan of this. Um, I don't know if there were uh, things behind the scenes, you know, where they say, well, you know, you could get an exemption, but it looks better if you don't, so uh, don't, don't seek one. Yeah, it's hard to tell, since everything in the media is fake, right? So you have to suspect maybe there's something going on, but... There's also a possibility that they're they're just saying, hey, you know, everyone else has to do this, and we're going to do our duty, which is admirable. It could very well be that uh, that they're going to be put to they're going to be put to like uh, entertainment or PR use while they're in the military as well, rather than just like being your being your typical like uh, gun carrying grunts at the front lines or something, right? Yeah, um, sometimes. I'm trying to think of the other famous celebrities. So there's Elvis. I'm trying to think of, uh, there are some football players who all served too, you know, after they were famous. But, um... Uh, Reagan. Yep. Reagan was was the same. Um, oh, what's his name? The, the, the actor who, he was actually, he actually forced them to let him uh, serve properly during World War II. And he was an actor before and after. Yes, uh, was uh, singer uh, too. Uh, what's his name? Rear Rear Window and and <laughs> that Christmas movie that everybody's sick of. What's yeah. his name? The 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 nervous sounding guy. He, uh, I'm I'm gonna do us Jimmy one Stewart. Thank yes. you, lavish. There you Jimmy go. Stewart. Thank you. Yes, General James Stewart. 
USAF. So he um, seriously look it up. He is played by a little girl in Strike Witches, by the way, which is what I was trying to get out. I, I was killing myself <laughs> that I couldn't because everyone in World War Two is played by a little girl in Strike Witches. Because it's Strike Witches, and it it's, wouldn't be Strike Witches if it wasn't for the Japanese turning everybody into a lolly. It is fantastic entertainment. Everyone should watch Strike Witches. It's it's not popular anymore, so it's cool. I'm just letting you all know, it's not a popular show. No one watches it. The ratings are bad. That means it's cool to watch again, guys. It doesn't get picked up by YouTube. The first season of Strike Witches actually got broadcast by YouTube, by the way. Um, translated into English and broadcast by YouTube, what? which is weird. Yeah, very interesting. They broadcast a censored version of it, so it didn't have the tits and ass, but it was still Strike Witches. Uh, very interesting how times have changed, huh? Now they try and take those videos off YouTube before they paid to get them on. Yeah, so, uh, well, other than Strike Witches, I saw some other stuff that was out there. Um, I actually got to see a movie yesterday. Oh? And it was a On movie. YouTube? <laughs> it was a movie that was on archive.org. Uh, which is ah. very interesting. Uh, you can get a lot of movies on there uh, and just watch them for free. Uh, cool. What movie was it? Eastbound Down. That song is from the movie Smokey and the Bandit with ah. Burt Reynolds and uh, Sally Field. And it's a great movie. And Jackie Gleason, I presume you've seen it at some point, right? Uh, no? Bits of it. Ah, I've not there. seen the whole movie. I'm sorry oh, wow. to say. All right, we need to get this into you uh, for your enjoyment. It is a fantastic movie about trucking. It's about Burt Reynolds, uh, the bandit, and the. So here's how the movie starts. They they set up the character of the bandit in a song at the beginning of the movie. Is a montage of truckers trucking across the uh, the uh, North America, and they in a have great a, big convoy. They have a great big convoy. They have a bunch of other things. And there's a there's a song playing in the background, which is about, and Bandit, he, everyone knew he was the Bandit, and he had a big truck. And I can't remember the words, but it's basically that. And uh, he was famous. His truck was crashing. He was running alongside, scooting on his boots. You know, it's, it's this crazy fucking song about the Bandit and how great he is and all his exploits. And then, this is the first, just the intro to the movie is that with the credits over it. And then they cut to... Burt Reynolds is Bandit. And so that's what you you learn about his character through a song at the beginning of the movie, which is uh, fantastic. 10-4, buddy. 10-4, good buddy. Then they had, it's all CB radio slang. It's all Southern slang. Um, the thing that makes the movie is the dialogue. It's the performance by Jackie Gleason as the, the sheriff from Texarkana, who's uh, always throwing his hat on the ground and then, uh, or... Uh, they, he causes his own problems and then blames it on someone else. It is fantastic. Uh, oh, like a lot of cops do. And uh, we should also give a little shout out to um, to uh, the the character in the movie. I'm trying to remember a handle was Frog. <laughs> is uh, is the young bride who they just pick her up on the side of the road. And she's like, oh, I was running away from a wedding. I didn't want to get married. And so she she's, is uh, played by Sally Field. And it's a great performance. She is just wild through the entire movie, changing moods. And, uh, and she's just like goes from she gets picked up as a hitchhiker as uh, Burt Reynolds. And basically what they're trying to do is go to Texarkana and get 40, I think it's 40 cases of Coors beer and bring it back to Georgia in 28 hours. Uh, and it's illegal to do. You know, you can't bring Coors beer across the uh, east of Texas. That's called bootlegging. 
So the cops are after him and everything. And Sally Field gets picked up. She knows nothing, but she just falls right into it. And she's uh, she's picked up the CB radio slang, and she uh, gets the right attitude. It's very fun to watch. Um, very fun movie. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch the whole movie. Yeah. It, it it's just great and everything from the costumes from the bell bottoms and uh and the cowboy hats uh to the old cars it's just great it's just such a treat to watch everyone should see Smokey and the bandit all right this was movie reviews with abel kirby it was now turning back to archive.org yep so one of the one of the guys who was like one of the big names around archive.org jason scott Yep. He announced recently a new website called Disc Masker. He doesn't run it himself. He's just hosting it on uh, on his own site, textfiles.org. And this this is a site that lets you look through all the all sorts of files from old CD-ROMs and floppy disks that used to uh, circulate around back in the 80s through early 2000s. So you remember like those dumpware shareware discs and like the C- the CDs full of like doom and descent levels. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Is, yeah. So it's like a it's like a search engine for all of that and it is JavaScript, CSS and even even SSL free. So it's actually usable on old browsers on retro computer systems. Okay, so I went to textfiles.org and I hit like five redirects and it sent me to this investing success.info with a bunch of Bitcoin. Sorry, stuff it's textfiles.com. And... Ah! I mixed it up. Textfiles.com, archive.org. Okay, so it's not about how a 33 year old man reveals he earns more than $40,000 every month working from anywhere he wants. And there's a guy at a beach with a laptop. It's not that no. clickbait. No, it's not that. Well, uh, and it's not a bunch of like guys with the soy boy faces saying, oh, look, our prof is $58,000. You know, this. Nope. Oh, there's some girl in None Sydney. Okay, okay, not that. So no. text files. I, I put the link to the actual to the actual site, uh, in, the Disc Master site in the in the link, or in the chat, I should got, say. Got it. One hundred thirteen million eighty four thousand three hundred seventeen files from seven thousand eight hundred three items, totaling eleven point four terabytes. <laughs> this site has no cookies and no tracking. CSS, JavaScript, and HTTPS are not required. This site works in text and vintage browsers. So you could even use this in links if you wanted to. Do you remember and when in having... fact when you scroll when you scroll down to the browser compatibility list, links is included there under good. <laughs> links. Oh boy. So yeah, it actually has a browser compatibility list that abysmal. Internet Explorer 1 and 2, NCSA Mosaic <laughs> 1, Core, Netscape Navigator 1, <laughs> Mediocre, Netscape Navigator 2 and 3, and then Good <gasps> are those that are just lacking, like the HTML5 audio, video, PDF, iframe <laughs> stuff, and best are the modern browsers. You can run it in Chameleon. Jeez. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I just want to but yeah, I mean, look, look. Even the background of the page is like the old, the traditional old gray 
that a page would normally have if you didn't set BG color on the body tag in your <laughs> HTML back in the back in the nineties. I'm just looking at this 11.4 terabytes and thinking, man, do you remember when that was impressive? Because 11.4 terabytes can be had pretty easily these days with not a lot of money. It's uh, uh, a, couple, a lot couple... of money if you're using SSDs. Well, yeah, but I mean, even I, I mean, I think I have 11.4 terabytes in a RAID array. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, not that expensive. I have at least 16 terabytes worth of uh, worth of spinning rust in my house, <laughs> and another couple of terabytes worth of storage in uh, silicon. So yep. it just shows you how these. Yeah. Uh, Times have changed. Back when they were doing the CDMA standards, and they had um, it wasn't gold codes. It was was it gold codes? I don't know. They had a um, the list of orthogonal codes uh, for cell service. So uh, you would have a bunch of linear feedback shift registers that would talk to. They would uh, they would run in. I believe they ran in different phases, and the phase difference between these two registers told you your channel. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm making that up. But the, anyway, um, the idea was that the number of states inside that machine, oh, if you wrote down all of the possible states of the thing, then it would be like two terabytes, and no, no one will ever be able... Two terabytes, man! No one would ever have that. And so w when, they, when they had the CDMA, and I'm talking like um, CDMA, not not literally CDMA, but like the cell phone standard CDMA. Yeah, I know. The, um, cause, cause CDMA is a general protocol. Uh, it doesn't just mean cell cellular phone service, but the, um, the number of states was so big. They thought, Oh, it's secure because no one could ever pre compute all the different states of this storm. But I remember it must be 10 years ago. Now there was a BitTorrent file that you could download and it was like, Oh, it's the two terabyte table of all the states of all the, um, it was either C, yeah, I think it was CDMA uh, cell service uh, IDs. And it was just, you could download it. And at the time, you could get a couple terabyte hard drive. And so, um, just goes to show you the, uh, some of that security by obscurity, uh, maybe obscurity is the wrong word, but by, uh, by complexity, you know, even though Moore's Law has been yeah. dead for a while, it's uh, some of these things still, uh, some of the assumptions of old still keep falling apart as years go by. So yeah, um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else to add to that discussion. Um, it seems like we've rolled over it a couple times too. Yeah, but the important the important thing to me is is that yeah, if I want to if I want to find like the old descent levels that uh, I used to play, like the one that had a MIDI version of uh, the sign by Ace of Base included <laughs> in it for the music, or if I want to look at like 240 by 180 pixel oh, uh, of Playboy girls who have been scanned in with like ancient 80s and early 90s scanning technology. Well, I know where to look for that now. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's got to got to dig up that old that old like that old like now fits on a fits on a postage stamp uh, pornography. <laughs> this so this disc master site is cool. Um, I want to go to one other website. I, I just want to make sure we fit it in before we end the show. Um, and, and we have some time left. We could probably do two more stories actually, but I want to make sure this one gets done. This is a how to from, uh, the wikihow.com. It's a website we have not exploited as much as we should have. Are you familiar? No, and it, 
this is this is amazing. I'm I mean like I know they've had all sorts of weird shit on WikiHow, but I mean I don't think anyone I don't think anything is really quite so this site as yeah. <laughs> what you dug out. All right, so the story I have is actually just a WikiHow article called How to Make Money as a Webcam Model, co-authored, get, wait for it, by WikiHow staff. So I think this was an in-house developed, not, not contributors. Um, this is a whole article, step-by-step, step, how to become on a webcam. how web to be a cam, cam whore. How to be a cam whore, basically. And it's, <laughs> you know, how to, how to pick the right times of day, what you should do with your customers, um, don't try to be fooled by it's the even, phrase. It's even got that WikiHow style artwork for each <laughs> step. Right. And so they have, they imagine first, the prop, first problem I see, they imagine cam girls with box lights and uh, professional video equipment. And, uh, that's not the norm. Most people don't have that shit. The, um... Well, if you read, if you read the actual step there, step three, it doesn't say anything about having that sort of equipment, just webcam and lighting. I know it does, but you, I'm looking at the pictures, man. They have some nice equipment that, uh, that I don't think is typical. Some of this stuff looks like stuff we had at the, uh, the college, um, oh, what was it called? The film club is what we had. We had a budget. We actually bought a bunch of that crap, but. The, you know, this, this article is interesting in, in a sense, because it's like an earnest take on how to whore yourself, but it doesn't I know, it just, it just adds to the humor, the humor of it, that it's just like, so, you know, matter of fact, and like, here's how, here's how to whore yourself out on the internet in simple steps. And one of the things on here is like, have standards. You know, they, they call it interacting with your customers, and it should be labeled having standards. It says, decide what you're willing to do before you go live. You must have boundaries, you know, and so they're maybe playing that a little bit, you know, and, and, and they play this side of the coin first because they say, for instance, you may be willing to do partial nudity but not full nudity, and you may be willing to perform certain sexual acts but not others. Okay, well, you how do you become more general than this? But... Uh, There's a niche that. out there for every kind of channel, but in general, you tend to get more money if you are willing to do more. Exactly. And so they start out like feigning this, oh, well, uh, let's have a little bit of standards, you know, don't just whore yourself. And then as you continue to read through the article, it's like, you know, you should move in with more cam whores so you can share equipment and uh, do, do uh, you know, it's just focus on like... your personality to draw people in. <laughs> uh huh. Your personality. No matter what you look like, someone out there will find you attractive. Oh yeah. Lowered expectations. <laughs> so this is a this was a fun read. Uh, I would encourage everyone. I'm actually gonna link it into the chat so everyone can see it. Uh, step one. Be I grabbed one of the pictures for the show notes too. Nice. So. Uh... Let's look at the chat. What's everyone saying here? We've got um, Dismaster Tesfa. Oh, we got Cotton Gin in the chat. We got Serpent in the chat. Chad's making Chad sounds. Carblanes33 in the chat. Hey, Carblanes. Uh, we got Lavish, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, Servo. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Cotton Gin says, I'm looking at the pictures, man. <laughs> Step Who one. Who isn't? Be, Step one, be a whore. Step two, D. I don't know what that means. So, I don't know. Uh, it's 
give given the D, I guess. Oh, you get you given the D on camera. On camera. Well, you gotta make friends with other cam girls so that you can share equipment and sets and lighting. And cam boys, obviously, if there's going to be actual sex on the on the stream. Hey, do you know where cam boys come from? Well, actually, no. That's that's not entirely true. I mean, despite the fact that I still don't really understand it, there are a lot of guys who are totally digging the whole lesbian thing. Hey, cold acid. Do you do you know where cam boys come from? Where Cambodia? Cambodia! Yay! <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, that's the low. All right, we we are getting pretty low. So, so low. I I wanna I wanna bring out something really old, and then we got to get onto this AI stuff today. Yeah, let's well. uh, let's do that. Yeah. So turns out, so going to going to this other story of mine, it turns out that uh, that uh, women getting around goes way back into prehistory. This article that I that I found from the National Post today uh, was talking about that Neanderthal men would stay would stay like within a local area, but the women would migrate to other areas to mate. So it's like the guys stay home and the women go wandering off to to find their mates. That's that beast based boy on song, DNA right? evidence from uh, from like Neanderthal. Corpses found in Siberia. Get around, get around, I get around. That's what this song's about, man. She Did gets you know? around. She gets around, he gets around. Not as much as her, though. Now, <laughs> what I, now, what I'm thinking about, of course, when I hear something like this is, Neanderthals are cave people. Cave yes. women going around for snoo-snoo. Excuse me, cave bitches. Cave bitches going around for that sweet, sweet snoo-snoo. And so, of course... Being the sort of pervert that I am, I immediately <laughs> went to Crayon and did a search for second, or not a search, but prompted sexy cave women. We know it was and a what search. What I got okay? back was anything but sexy. Oh lord, I might prepare. Did you for see this? my? Did you see my post today? No, I saw little to nothing. Link it in the chat, uh, and I will uh, decide if it's. Uh, if it's disgusting. Yes, this is, this is not sexy at all. Cave bitches coming right up. All right, I'm seeing cold acid. Hello, prehistoric mama. Fred Flintstone would have a field no, day with I don't with think this. so. <laughs> this is... Uh, there's also something, there's also something even worse. When I tried to use another service for, uh, for a cave woman with a comically large wooden club i got this body horror all right click it on the body horror oh jesus christ that is that... that's what i said oh you did actually say that <laughs> jesus christ what the fuck this looks like one of those <laughs> okay first impression i get my first impression right i've never seen this before the first thing that comes to mind is one of those primitive technology videos on youtube where they're like, oh, we're going to move into the forest to make pottery. <laughs> but, like, run by uh, the Jersey Shore. <laughs> you, you, some of the replies on that, uh, <laughs> Grey Knight on NA Social said, it gets worse the longer you look at it. Oh, my God, and it I'm does. Like, yeah, it, it's fractally horrible. You know what's fractally horrible? Her knee. 
What is that? She's got two knees. <laughs> She's got two knees. She's got and two knees, her toes, her toes fold off. And she has a detachable cucumber. Like a fucking transformer. Wow. Jeez, Louise, that is absolutely crazy. She, one of her nipples points out, the other one points in. <laughs> it's like it's like a two-lane highway, man. It's <laughs> I like what Nam said in the chat. Nam says it <laughs> it looks like a murdered woman reassembled by her killer. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, damn. Good god. NA millennial. I think that's NA millennial, right? Nam? Yes, I believe it's any millennial. Oh, any millennial. I'm gonna say hi to Nam someday. Oh my god. So yeah, there is uh, there is our starting introduction to to AI horrors for for tonight's episode. I'm looking closely. It, it's not just that it's a weird looking woman with broken legs. She she also has primitive tools. Okay. There's a lot of things going on in this picture besides the cave bitch. <laughs> there's some Yeah, there's of... the there's the treant or or I guess a uh a wood golem. It could be. I don't know. There's like some like a big sunflower seed stuck in the rock. There's a tr there's I think that's the I think that's the wood golem's breast. Oh. Single breast with a inverted not just nipple but also areola. Oh, I also uh, so it's not double breasted. Okay, um, no, yeah, it's I, it's a single breasted wood golem. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight toes per foot. Okay, we're cooking here. All right, I've got to close this tab, man. I'm seeing stuff I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So this AI stuff's out of control. Um, you know, it gets seen... worse. Well, have it you gets seen... worse. People have people have come up with like there there are ai generated cryptids now like these creatures that keep showing up over and over again in different ai art generators uh looking often very much the same from from image to image despite different prompts these are wait a minute so just so i get the the thing right so we have different generators and different prompts going in but there's sort of um it's almost like one of these uh fairy circles that showed up in the old photos you know um or maybe like orbs like a modern version of um spirit orbs do you know what i mean by this am i just saying shit you're just saying shit no it's because but anyway so would, no but let so, me explain let me explain um in uh soon after photography was invented there were a lot of photos that were taken and scrutinized in different ways and what people started to notice was that in the background of a lot of these old old photos you would see common shapes and common what looked like entities hanging out in the back and so they had orbs were one and i think there was pictures some of them were fairies like where they had a picture of a forest and you could see there was, you have to look this up man it's a thing and so what i'm trying to show is that what you're describing is like a modern parallel of this where now we're seeing, you know, there's something in there that, yeah, that we yeah, don't except expect. That the, except that these are, these are more than just, uh, these are more than just like shapes and, and simple things. These are like actual, like uh, almost people that keep showing up over and over again. Oh, it's like the same guy. It's like, um, yeah. So, so I just put, po I posted into the chat uh, this story about Loeb. 
Lub. Loeb. Loeb. And this is a, this is a AI generated woman who keeps showing up in in these images that were being generated by this musician from Sweden who goes by the name Super Composite. Okay. Oh, and she shows up even though, you know, it should be um, a fair dice roll every time. You should get a different face or whatever. She keeps showing up in a... Yeah. Like, the same person shows up over and over like it's haunted. Yeah. Fucked up, man. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it reminds me of too many cooks, and I'll leave it at that. People know... I also you know, found... I also found, because of this, uh, the Krungus. The Krungus? What the hell's that? The Krungus. So... Yeah. So this dude, uh, Brain Mage on Twitter, he put into Crayon Krungus, a, word, a name that he made up. And the images that were generated, because Crayon does like nine images and you can go for like a bigger yeah. version of any of them. Mm -hmm. They're all very similar. Yeah. So it's um, like, it's like there is a, there is like an, there's like an internet cryptid, the Krungus now. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what this Krunkus looks like. A little trolly. A little bit of a trolly. Very trolly, yes. A little, little bit of an Iron Maiden album cover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, a little confused. Some people, other there in this thread, there's, there's some other things as well. Uh, somebody else did Krungus dancing, and it looks like the Krungus <laughs> from the original guy actually dancing or sumo wrestling. Uh, somebody did the anti-Krungus. <laughs> no. Which is, yeah, very arthropodical. Arthropodical? What's, what's that yeah. word even mean? Sorry, arthropodical. Arthropodical. I still don't know what that means. Like arthropods. Okay, continue what's that what i still don't know what it means arthropods are like insects and spiders and scorpions and and lobsters and okay so what's jason have things. to do with it what's jason have to do with it why does jason have anything to do with what's, the J jason and the arthropods. arthropods jason and the arthropods okay oh, fine huh. I'm moving on uh, oh god now i'm getting it <laughs> Come over here so I can throw something at you. No, uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> not gonna happen. Okay. Um, yeah, this is fucking weird, man. It is. <laughs> Senator Krungus. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to see this one. Senator Krungus? Show me Senator Krungus. <laughs> Rare encounter. Uh, there it is. Senator Krungus. Da 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 da. Oh, yeah, Lord. It... It's Senator Krungus. <laughs> Senator Krungus. You know what, Cold Acid? You've convinced me the midterms are coming up. They're on the 8th of November. I am going to vote for Senator Krungus. I think... Excellent. A vote for Senator can, Krungus can, is a vote for terror. Can we officially endorse Senator Krungus? Krungus for Senate. Rare Encounter endorses Krungus for Senate. Can you? Will you agree to this? Yes. Yes! In fact... Krungus for president. Krungus for president. We got it. Twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four, man. All right. This is this is excellent. Uh, Krungus is gonna take us home, man. Krungus has everything that this country needs, and Canada too. Can we get Krungus to be the prime minister? 
Why and not? The, and Krungus, the president? Krungus can be everything. Krungus is... <laughs> Krungus is the people's fungus. Uh, <laughs> 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 the slogan needs work, I know. Okay, until next time. I'm Abel Kirby. <laughs> I'm Gold Acid. <laughs> Stay fruity, boys. <laughs> Adios. But you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down.